You are Locked On Mets, your daily New York Mets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all you amazing Mets fans. You're listening to Locked On Mets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Mets your first listen every day. Locked On Mets is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. Now on today's show, I will be discussing whether Trevor Story is a good fit for the New York Mets. And the basis of my argument is the fact that Marcus Simeon this past year was coming off a down season. He signed a one-year deal with the Toronto Blue Jays and ended up cashing in on a seven-year, $175 million contract. Could Trevor Story be this year's version of Marcus Simeon? I'm going to go through that comparison in the first segment. In the second segment, I'll go through Trevor Story's numbers and why I believe he'd be a very good fit to bounce back with the Mets next season. Then in the final segment, I'll talk about how Story would fit on the Mets roster, how that compares to another top-tier free agent, Chris Bryant, and what would a contract look like to sign Story this offseason? Before we get to any of that, though, I'm your host, Ryan Finkelstein. If you want to find any of my work, follow me on Twitter, at Finkelstein Ryan. You can also find some of my writing about the Mets at JustBaseball.com. So when it comes to Trevor Story and Marcus Simeon, the comp here is pretty simple. Two shortstops that have had big years, but going into free agency, had a down year. For Marcus Simeon, It was the 2020 season. He was very unfortunate with how things broke out for him because in 2019, the guy was great. Hit 285, 369 on base, 522 slugging, 33 home runs, 92 RBIs, 138 WRC plus. Again, that is weighted runs created plus measuring a hitter based on a league average of 100. So 138 means Marcus Simeon in 2019 was 38% better than your league average hitter. If you go to his F4, which of course, his fan grass wins above replacement. His 7.6 mark was the fifth best mark in all of baseball that year. He was really freaking good. Then 2020 comes around. Shortened season, COVID year. You had the, the layoff between the spring training and the COVID shutdown. Then you jump into a season and he hit 223, 305 on base, 374 slugging, a down year for sure, a 91 WRC plus. So he was 9% worse than your league average header in 53 games. And suddenly he doesn't have a market. So what does he do? He signs a one-year $18 million deal to play second base for the Toronto Blue Jays. Bo Bichette's already there, but a ton of talent on that roster. He can be one cog in a functional lineup where he can put up some big numbers, play for a contender as well with other big players, eventually signing on with George Springer, and you know, having a team that would have a Cy Young and Robbie Ray, it was a chance to win and rebuild his value. He did exactly that, as I already mentioned, signing that seven-year $175 million deal this offseason with the Texas Rangers after hitting 265, 334 on base, 538 slung percentage, 45 home runs for Marcus Simeon this past year, 102 RBIs, 115 runs scored. 15 stolen bases, a 131 WRC plus, and a 6.6 F4. Simeon is now heading into his age 31 season and was able to cash in on that deal. Right now, Trevor Story 
similarly is coming off a down year. In his age 28 season this past year, he hit 251, a 329 on base, a 471 slugging percentage, had 24 home runs, 75 RBIs, uh, 20 stolen bases, and an even 100 WRC+. plus. So he was a league average hitter uh, this season with a 3.5 F war. Considering that war, it shows his value defensively, um, and that's you know, based on fan graphs where they take defensive runs saved. His outs above average was not graded out as kindly as his defensive runs saved, but the bottom line is even in a down year, he was a productive player, and in the past, Trevor Story has been much greater than he was this past year. He had to deal with the pressure of the contract, Nolan Arenado, his teammate gets traded. The Rockies aren't really going to contend. A lot went into his down season. So this is an opportunity, if you're Trevor Story, to either maybe sign that Javi Baez-like contract where you secure a, a long-term deal, you still get a nine-figure contract that might be out there for him. We don't really know how his market has developed, and we'll see. But you also can go the Marcus Simeon route. And because Trevor Story's track record is a little bit better than Simeon's was, he could probably get even more than that $18 million on a one-year deal. And if that's the case, if he's going to sign a short prove-it deal, and I look at all the players that are left in free agency who can impact the Mets, there's an argument to be made that Trevor Story could be the most valuable because he not only fits into your roster, but he fits into your timeline that you laid out this offseason, signing players to big money, short-term deals, keeping that future financial flexibility and trying to build up that farm system. It could make a lot of sense, although you would have to give up a comp pick to the Rockies. That is one downside. But altogether for what you're getting, I still think it's a very interesting conversation to have when it comes to signing Trevor Story this offseason. I'm going to discuss that more in just a minute. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. And if yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, Make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It makes it so much easier to stick to those resolutions because it tastes so good. You'll actually want to eat it, unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky or waxy or taste like a chemical spill. If you want to eat healthy, but it just gets boring at times, Built Bar is the place to go because there's so many different flavors you can choose from, whether that is the coconut almond bar, peanut butter brownie, raspberry cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, so many more. I'm a huge fan. After I work out, I've eaten a Built Bar to give me that extra energy I need to get through the day. And if you're trying to get healthy this holiday season or this New Year's season, I should say, this is the snack for you. If you want to try Built Bar today, go to Built.com. Use the promo code LOCK15. And you're going to get 15% off your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. So to take you through Trevor Story's career, he has not always been a model of consistency. He debuted in 2016 in 97 games played. He hit 272, a 341 on base percentage, a 567 slugging percentage, had 27 home runs, a 122 WRC plus, a 3.1 F4. A very strong year, but his K rate was over 30%. You know, the following season, and some of those warts in his game showed up even more. He hit uh, 239, a 308 on base percentage, a 457 slugging, 24 home runs, 
an 82 WRC plus, only a 1.4 F war. So you were maybe concerned at that point about his long-term trajectory as a starting shortstop in the big leagues. Well, from 2018 to 2020, he was arguably one of, if not the best shortstop in baseball. Francisco Lindor takes the cake when it comes to overall F war, but Trevor Story was second, Ty Xander Bogarts. And when it comes to combining the complete player offensively and defensively, there's an argument there for Trevor Story. He was that good. You go through the home run total. At 83, that was the most home runs of any primary shortstop. You go to Fangraphs, they'll categorize Manny Machado as a shortstop because he got some playing time at short during that span. But we know Machado has been more of a third baseman throughout his career. So if you take him out of these rankings, you have Story first when it comes to home runs. You have him second behind Xander Bogarts and RBIs. His 65 stolen bases are behind only Jonathan VR and Trey Turner. His 262 ISO which is isolating his power, was the best mark of any shortstop. His 124 WRC plus was second behind Bogarts. You can make an argument that Bogarts was the better offensive shortstop, that Lindor is the better defensive shortstop, but that story altogether might have been the best shortstop, if not that being a title that would belong to Francisco Lindor during that three-year span. So you see all of that, and I still think that that player is in there. Now, you do have to weigh the home road splits, right? Is this a player that can hit outside of cores? But I'm not talking about the Mets signing Trevor Story to a seven-year deal where that's a real concern. I'm talking about bull rushing the market. And if this is a guy that's going to sign a one-year deal or a, a two-year deal with an opt-out, a three-year deal with an opt-out, something shorter, you got to be in the market for that. Because this is a player that could really change your lineup. You want more power, Trevor Story has that. You want someone that can provide a little bit of coverage at shortstop for Lindor. If he gets hurt again, Trevor Story provides that. He has speed. He can go out there and play a great second base. I think if you want to play him at third, he can do that as well. So he brings some versatility to the table, although he's played primarily at shortstop or entirely at shortstop with the Rockies. But this is a really solid player that could fall into your lap like Marcus Simeon did with the Toronto Blue Jays, where you can buy low, and when I say buy low, it could still be a hefty contract, but buy low under the context of a shorter deal as opposed to these other shortstops like Corey Seager, Marcus Simeon, and eventually Carlos Correa. They're getting these massive long-term deals. Javi Baez as well falling into that camp. This could make a ton of sense for the New York Mets. And for Story, you have the opportunity like Simeon with the Blue Jays to go to a team that's going to try to win a championship with a really good lineup where you can be a cog in it. And as we've seen in the past, you know, this past season with the Mets, everyone was down offensively. Hitting is contagious that way. If everyone's raking like they were out in Toronto, that can help a hitter like Marcus Simeon perform even better, boosting those numbers, boosting your RBI total, your run scored because other people are driving you in. And then when you hit free agency, those numbers just look that much more enticing for another team to come in and give you that long-term contract that you've been pushing for throughout your big league career. Trevor Story just failed in his first contract year. Uh, it's obvious. You look at the numbers, he was not the same player. But that does not mean that he can't become that player again. I think this could be a situation where he's going to have to entertain this type of a contract. And if you're the Mets, you can bull rush the market here, put a hefty one-year salary in front of them that no other team is going to match, swoop them up, and plug them into your roster that's trying to win now 
in 2022. I'm going to talk about more how he fits into that roster in just a minute. Bet Online has you covered with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues to march through the College Bowl season and the pro football playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the new website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit just by using our promo code Locked On. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. So throughout this offseason on this show, I have pitched a lot of different trade ideas and free agent targets where the Mets can add that last big bat to their lineup. And one of the things that makes all of these proposals so complicated is the fact that the Mets are sort of locked in with the roster they currently have. And I've talked about this in the past, but if you're going to have a five-man bench, unless you cut one of these players, you already have a full roster. Because we know the starting lineup. I don't really have to go through that, but you look at the bench, and right now it's J.D. Davis, Dominic Smith, and Robinson Cano, three guys that are imperfect players. They all bring you um, some offensive punch, but defensively leave a lot to be desired. Then you need a backup shortstop. None of those guys can fill that role, so that's going to be Louis Guillorme. And I'm a big Guillorme fan. Uh, he is able to get on base at a really high clip. He gives you a really good at-bat when he goes out there. His baseball IQ is off the charts. He's a great defensive player. Same time, when you have these other imperfect pieces, his bat or his lack of power maybe stands out a little bit more on this roster. You obviously have Tomas Nito as a backup catcher. So that is right now the five-man bench. It's Davis, it's Smith, it's Cano, Giorme, and Nito. Here's where Trevor Story comes into play. If you sign Story, he becomes your starting second baseman, but he also becomes your backup shortstop, a function that Javier Baez served last season. With that said, suddenly Guillaume, who has a minor league option, a little bit more expendable. And that can make the rest of your roster make more sense because suddenly Jeff McNeil and Eduardo Escobar get pushed towards the bench a little bit. And that bench also has to serve the function of a DH next year, assuming the universal DH does come into play. So now Escobar can be your DH some days. And Jeff McNeil can play some third. Other days, Jeff McNeil wants to spare one of those guys in the outfield you want to give Mark Canna, Brandon Nimmo, Sterling Marte a day off where they can DH or they can sit on the bench. All right, Jeff McNeil can play out in the corners in the outfield. At second base, you want Story to get a day. Jeff McNeil can play there. If you want Lindor to get a day, McNeil can play second. Story can play short. So that actually, in a way, serves a better function for this Mets team than signing Chris Bryant, who is heralded for his defensive versatility, but as I've gone through many times in the past, not great defensive versatility in that he doesn't play these positions well, whether it's third base or the corner outfield spots or even center field. So now you actually have a plus defender that could play second, short, or third in Trevor Story. And Jeff McNeil provides plus defense in the corners in the outfield and in the infield. He can be moved around. So it, it just makes your roster a lot more interchangeable. I think it makes Eduardo Escobar uh, make a little more sense as well. He is turning 33 years old today. 
So happy birthday to Eduardo Escobar. But with that said, at 33 years old, this would be a way to get him off his feet a bit, let him DH more. This would also put less of pressure on Robinson Cano to fill in at second base if Jeff McNeil were to go down because you'd have a Trevor Story already there getting that playing time. So in a lot of ways, it makes the roster make a lot more sense. I actually think in a lot of respects, it makes more sense to be targeting Story based on just the roster fit not even getting into the money. But that is where this really goes and you know takes a whole different shape because I think Chris Bryant, what's he looking for? Six years, 150. Five years, 125. Likely a big long-term contract. And you have some injury concern there with his shoulder. You have the defensive concerns I just pointed out. I've talked about it plenty of times. I'm not going to dive too deep into it again, but I don't love that fit over a long-term deal. And I don't think he's looking for a short-term deal. He just had a pretty solid season. Trevor Story could be that free agent right now on the market that is looking to retest his value next offseason, who would be amenable to signing a short-term deal. And again, that's the type of contract the Mets should bull rush the market to try to sign. This is once again where Steve Cohen has a huge advantage. Because if he is okay with the bloated payroll in 2022, who cares if Trevor Story is getting $25 million? Who cares if you give him the Cespedes contract, right? Which I always pinched when it came to signing Javi Baez, the three-year, $75 million deal with an opt-out after year one where Cespedes got 27.5 in that first season. I'd be fine giving that to Story. I really would because the idea would be he'd play well enough to opt out. And then if you're a smart franchise, you don't go back on the good contract you just signed as the Mets did with Cespedes and re-sign the player. You let the player walk to another team and you continue to develop and build out your roster through the farm system and through other free agents that you want over a more long-term deal. So I look at Trevor Story and I think that he makes a ton of sense on this team. Now, I don't know if that is the type of free agent that is attractive to Steve Cohen because he doesn't necessarily have all the hardware that a Chris Bryant has. And I do think that those titles, they they mean something to someone like Steve Cohen. It, it means something, as I said on yesterday's show, to get a, a former Cy Young and Max Scherzer. It would mean something to get a former MVP and multi-time All-Star in Chris Bryant. But again, when we're talking about what this roster needs, the fact that Trevor Story could be the backup shortstop and starting second baseman for the 2022 New York Mets, the fact that he would give you even more pop in that lineup. I mean, no one has hit more home runs from the shortstop position than Trevor Story over that three-year window from 2018 to 2020. He has a ridiculous amount of pop in that bat. I don't think that is all course field. I think that he could be solid over a full season. And he's, again, a great insurance policy on Francisco Lindor, where if Lindor does go down for a spell, it's not Guillaume filling in as a starting shortstop for a month. It's Trevor Story. And that's obviously um, an upgrade there. So that is my thoughts on Trevor Story potentially signed with the New York Mets. We don't know if there is interest there, but when the lockout ends, if I'm Steve Cohen, if I'm Billy Epler, that is the free agent that could really change things for the Mets and fit into this roster really nicely. Anyway, that's going to be all for today's edition of Locked on Mets. I actually wrote an article today 
um, on Tuesday about Juan Soto and Bryce Harper. These are two players that have had eerily similar careers with the Washington Nationals debuting at 19 years old. And I talk about how Juan Soto could be in line to be the first $500 million man in Major League Baseball. So on tomorrow's show, I'm going to have Josh Neighbors on, the host of Locked On Nationals, to discuss Juan Soto, what his contract's going to look like, and also, could the Mets be in the market for a Juan Soto in a couple of years? They did just sign his little brother. Let's follow the tea leaves. Uh, but anyway, as always, thank you for listening. Make sure you follow, rate, review, wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you follow me on Twitter, at Finkelstein Ryan. Follow the show, at Locked On Mets. Thank you for making Locked On Mets your first listen every day. Now for your second listen, check out Locked On Bets. Locked On Bets is hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get your daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day by following Locked On Bets wherever you get podcasts.